0: Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, wherever this podcast finds you today. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals, and I am coming to you from the craft room today. And where where is Sunny? He was here a second ago. He has meandered out into the, the kitchen, I think, probably, looking for scraps. <laughs> no, he's not starving. Uh, he's just explorative today. Um, so, hey, hey. So do you ha- do you have your stuff, or does your stuff have you? Yeah, yeah. How is the the uh, uh, the cycle of the stuff going at your place? It's a delicate balance. If you're a crafter, isn't it? Yes. The ebb and flow, the in and out of the stuff, the beautiful crafting supplies. Everything is a craft supply until proven otherwise. And sometimes it's a hoard. (laughs) It's a hoard of everything, and it all becomes craft supplies. And there's nothing wrong with that. I would like to just say that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, with all the things that are going on out there, with all the trouble we could actually get into in life, if... You know, your worst claim to fame is too many craft supplies. So be it and wear it proudly. Hmm, Maybe that should go on a t-shirt. Yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, Hey, we're possibility thinkers. We see the potential in everything, and that's wonderful. Um, It creates an unlimited supply or flow of goodies to play with in life, and that that can lead to quite the bounty after a while. I know it's very common when you start to junk journal, um, and especially if you were not a crafter before, supplies can seem very scarce, very scant. You can't find them anywhere. You have nothing to start with. What do I do? I don't even, I've I've signed up to not even receive junk mail, and, and so I don't really have a lot of stuff. But when you start to relax and settle in and meander around your house and meander around your environment or wherever you go. You start to see the possibilities, and then you realize, oh, I never thought about that. I can use that as a, as a supply. I can use this as a supply, and then um, you get really good at it. Yes, and then, <laughs> well, you know, you might have gone too far when you start rooting through your your neighbor's garbage, um, before the garbage man comes. Um, not that that's a bad thing. That's still recycling, reusing, repurposing and uh, saving things from the, the scrap or the, uh, um, the, you know, the dump, which is not a bad thing, saving it from a landfill. Um, but remember that when we do bring things into our home and we, we, we make things from them, we still have those things in our home unless we release them to the universe. So if you can create a sense of balance where things come in, things get created, and then things flow out, that would be the optimal situation. Now sometimes we get attached to our things that we bring in and we save our pretties and um, we don't want to give away the things we made because we love them so much because they were such a joy to make or we put so much effort into it and we just want to hang on to those things and remember them. and. Uh, Feel the joy of looking back at them, things like that, and you know I can certainly um, own up to that. I have a, a coffee table which is a trunk full of um, my early and older journals that I made, and um, I I don't want to get rid of them. I want to hang on to them. I want to be able to go back and look and see my journey, see what I made, see how I made it, remember some old ideas, um, just have those little touchstones, and. Um, it did get a little carried away there i have to admit and you know if i didn't get a good uh you know uh, eyeball looking from my husband going um we get a lot of journals around here and uh of course with that the craft supplies started to grow and there was a lot there is are you kidding there is a lot of fun in uh the hunt and looking for things and it's i feel like you know indiana jones out there looking for all sorts of exciting things the arc of whatever it was um Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, I mean, it's, it's just plain fun. And, you know, I have to fully admit right now, my truck is full of goodies I have yet to unpack and bring inside and find homes for. Um, so um, the ebb and flow is key. It really is key. And uh, I feel good when I make things, and now I've, I've come to a point where I feel good when I release them to the universe. And it is... Um, relieving. It is freeing. It unburdens um, the space that it was occupying before. And I feel like they're going to good homes. These things are finding homes um, or finding appreciation in other places where people might have some fun with them, uh, create things. I recently uh, had to come to terms with my, my scrap pile hoard Um, Let's call it what it is. (laughs) And I realized that even though I could see the possibility and potential in every little scrap, maybe, just maybe, they might be better in other people's hands because... um There are people who don't have a pile of scraps, and I know that in the beginning, if I, or even along the way, like we often say, that other people's scraps are more fun, because uh, they're new to us. There's new little pieces and flecks and interesting little things that other people collect we didn't think about, and and it's amazing to see those things. So, um, yeah, I released those to the universe, and um, that felt good. That felt very freeing, and I I knew that they were going to be um, going to good homes, appreciated, and somebody else was going to take a look in those boxes and see some potential. And um, I don't put a weight on their soul that, oh, you must use every little piece um, lest it go to waste. No, no, no. You know what? If you use a little bit of the box and you want to pass it on, feel free, you know, make it make it be your sense of freeing it to the universe or create wonderful things from it and then release those to the universe. Um, just for the sake of sanity. It's a good idea to have a little sanity around the house because... It does come to a point um, where it's fun to collect, but you just can't keep everything. Or else you just can't collect anymore, or you gotta go buy a bigger house, or rent a bigger apartment because you gotta. Or you next thing you know, you're renting the storage. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put your hands up. Anybody got a storage uh, area where you're renting? Mm Mm-hmm. Does that hold your craft supplies, or have you moved out logical things like your couch so that you can fit fit your cricket and things like that in your living room? Okay. Yeah. We're out there. I know we are there's many folks who do it different ways and um there's also a question of mobility let's say if uh, the body isn't what it once was and maybe it doesn't move around as much or it's not as flexible or um you know just things didn't go as planned but so you're kind of it's not that easy to move around. So it's not that easy to retrieve the things that you've collected. You know, you might have a nice collection of um, something over in the corner, but it's just too hard to get over there to use. So it almost becomes like it doesn't exist, you know? Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, we gotta um, get a handle on our stuff so that it's easily accessible. Um, the stuff that we really love to use, it's okay to let the other stuff go and it's okay to invite new things in when you're having fun with it and and it, and it uplifts you and your spirit grows and your heart sings and life feels good. And it's okay to get lost in the papers. It's okay to dive into that papery world, uh, go down deep and roll around in them, crinkle them, smell them, crunch them, have fun with them, make a few amazing little things. Maybe you're going to make a bunch of Christmas ornaments for your tree out of them, or maybe you're going to... maybe you are going to make stocking stuffers or maybe you're going to make gifts or happy mail and you're just going to make a whole bunch of stuff and it's going to be grand and that's fun and that's the good part that's the juice that's the juicy part of all of this you know just you know creating or maybe you're slowly working on one piece. Just slowly enjoying the process. You're not rushing through. It's not for sale. It's not for a special gift. It's not for anything like that, but you're just having a fun assembling something. You're having fun collaging some paper. You're just having a blast doing that. That's the juice, too. That's that's the fire. That's the fun. And um There's no emergency, there's no rush. Sometimes we superimpose this feeling like, oh, gotta get it done, got those birthdays coming up, got this, got that, got the the ladies' cotillion we have to go to, I don't know, whatever it is. (laughs) Um, There's, we can put a lot of uh, heavies on ourselves about it. And I just want to reinvent the lightness to it. I mean, it's crafting, it's fun, it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be joyous. It's meant to be a beautiful experience for you. And um, sometimes the mastery of the ebb and flow, the tide of the in and out of the supplies, is part of the journey. Yes, yeah, sometimes the organization of things takes time. It takes brain power. It takes strategy. It may take creating things to store things in. I like making um, little pouches and and folders and things like that to store things in. Then again, I feel like I'm using my stuff. Although I'm acutely aware when I make something out of something, I haven't actually reduced the load of stuff if I keep it. So even if I make it, that's Holly. Good morning, Holly. It's, yes, um, early in the morning here and he is having a dandy morning. He's all up and at him and excited to say hello to everybody because we're doing the podcast and he darn well knows when the podcast is happening. Yeah, whistle whistle. (laughs) Um, he got uh, a couple new toys recently uh, he's an African gray and uh, they're very smart so they really like to play with things and, and talk and and things like that so I got him some fun play toys lately and uh, um, there's some kind of intelligence toys so it's interesting to see how he he plays with them and uh, one toy honestly he just eats <laughs> he just shreds it but the other one it's um, actually meant to be a lifelong parrot toy and if you know anything about parrots they can be very destructive by nature um, in their way they're playing or they're exploring and um, so to have a toy that lasts is kind of a cool thing but it's a uh, it's kind of this um, it's like a bar with a uh, spinning rod on it and he can spin the rod back and forth and it's all made of metal and so it's indestructible and uh, so that's a new thing for him it's like watching him explore that is interesting. And he is part of my crafter world here. Um, he actually was here before Sunny. Yes, yes, Holly, you have been here before Sunny since. Uh, Holly's about 16 now, I want to say. 16, yeah. And. Um, so he's seen it all. He's heard it all. He's watched all the journals being made on the kitchen countertop, and and the fundles being sorted and things like that. I used to make uh, fundals for myself, and fundles are collections of old and interesting papers to make junk journals out of. I it was my original process of creating uh, journals where I would need unusual, different, and unusual pieces of paper to put into one journal. So initially. Um, before I was organized I would go around and I would take one page out of every book that I wanted to use and one you know envelope and one old letter and one old piece of stationery and it would take me a long time to pull out one of those things out so then it suddenly dawned on me maybe I should do ten like why because you know I I know I'm gonna make more journals so I thought okay instead of going to the book once uh, and pulling out one sheet I would go to the book and pull out ten sheets spread them out on the kitchen table then I go back to another book, pull out little ten sheets, and spread those out on the kitchen table, making these piles of ten. And that's eventually how the bundles came to be, because I thought to myself, huh, well I find this very handy and I know I know how much work it is to do that, to to go and pull from your resources. It's very easy to have the resources. It's hard to pull one page out of many different books. Um um, there's a lot of legwork involved in that. So, and then I thought, well, maybe others would enjoy this too. So that's how the fundle was born on the paper outpost to be sold to others. Um, so yeah, so that's how that, that happened. And then I was surprised how um, interested people were in them because I, I think I satisfied a need that was out there because yeah, it, I, living the life of making junk journals and making junk journal after junk journal, I know that having things easily accessible is so relieving. It is just so pleasant. And often I get the question, do you organize by type or by size or by color? What is the answer, Pam? We're struggling. We want to know. We need to know what works. And um, I pretty much, I think I've tried it all. Uh, I organized by color once with all my little fabric bits and things like that. And I honestly say that works for me. Uh, Although I have walked over into the the world of type where now I put all my seam bindings together, all my yarn together, all my um, um, trim together. But now I had so much trim, it was in one giant box and I thought that was the answer to everything. Well, it turned out I couldn't find anything. So I had to go back and separate all the trim by color even though it was all the trim together, I had to separate it by color so that it was usable. But now I've, instead of having 17 different colors, I have white or neutrals. So basically white or creams, white or beiges. And then I have the others, (laughs) you know, so the reds and the pinks and the blues and and all of that and the greens, they're all in the other bags. So yes, yes, bag, um, which sits over there across my room, not in a particularly pretty manner, but I know where it is and it's functional and that's okay. And, you know, one day the pretty will come back to this room and it's there. It's there in little corners, but, um, it's definitely more functional than pretty at the moment. That's for sure. But, um, at least I have stuff corralled and I would call it like that. It's like corralled at this point. Um, uh, but I have recently, gone through and relabeled all of my little plastic drawers so I know where stuff is and that that has helped tremendously Um, I've done this before and what happened was over time I didn't respect the label on the drawer and what I did was I started cross pollinating everything and so the labels meant nothing after a while and um, sometimes you know I would go like for example Um, I went to the thrift store not that long ago, and I bought some buttons. And let's just say, I had no purpose buying buttons, but they were so beautiful, and they were such a good deal. It happened. So I've got four jars of buttons in my truck right now. Um, and I'm, I can't wait to get in them because they're, they're like candy. You know, it's so much fun looking through buttons. Um, and there's so many fun things that you can do with uh, buttons on junk journals. Um, you know, accenting little clusters or putting them on the spine or making spine dangles or toppers for journal cards. I mean, they're so much fun. You know what I mean? They're so cute and adorable. They're almost like um, doll plates, you know? Um, like little Barbie doll plates or something. Uh, so... Um, m- my drawer to store buttons. That's right. It's a drawer. It's not a jar. It's not a little area. It's a it's a honkin' drawer. It's full. So that means when I bring in my my uh, buttons, I need to put them somewhere else. And that means I'm either going to have to take one of the other drawers and repurpose it, or I'm just going to dump it into a drawer that it doesn't belong in. And then it's the cross pollination will have started again. And I'm going to do my best not to let that happen because. I'm older, I'm wiser, I know better now. And um, I think that maybe it would be better not to do that. keep my own sanity Um, or I'm gonna have to come to terms with I need to make a bunch of buttony things which I love to do Um, there's some really fun dangles that you can make with buttons that are just so cool so pretty they have a nice clinkety clackety sound that when they hang from your journal a great texture sound feel feel not sound Um, (laughs) and uh, there's so many fun things that you can do with them and um, now I just want to go play with buttons I see I've completely I've hypnotized myself looking at my button drawer right now. I see all you, you little beautiful button faces looking back at me. I want to do something with you too. Um, yeah, i just get lost in the button drawer. I'll maybe make some button things this week. That sounds like fun. And uh, so I also had, you know, removed everything from the floor. There was nothing stored on the floor. Now there's a small pile of books in the corner and it's three feet tall now. And uh, it looks like I have used a lot of the covers. I have a lot of the guts of the book, books left. So there's a lot of potential there. And sometimes when I get a lot of um, book guts, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of fun things you can do with book guts. Um, you can use it as uh, glue pages for your scraps, which is very ingenious. I love that idea where you just glue on the page maybe you have a glue stick and then you just as you're working through the day you just glue your scraps down there so you have this completed collage when you're done which is really quite brilliant somebody brought that up as an idea and i thought wow i gotta try that so i did a few pages like that and then i stuck the book over there and i forgot to do it again and now i'm growing my scrap pile see these things they just have to be um done you know because there are solutions to these things and then you can incorporate those um, you can turn them into pockets and tugs and journal cards and bookmarks and all sorts of fun things for your junk journals. Um, and also, you can dye the pages. You can coffee dye them. You can spritz dye them. You can stencil dye them. Um, you know, you can use all those beautiful book pages. I have a great, um, it's, it's an, in, <laughs> there's a lot of videos in my. Um, using up book pages playlist where i go over all sorts of different ways you can use book pages i need to get into that again because that was so much fun using book pages um so we kind of like float around our supplies and get excited about some and then we look for more i mean that we get excited and we want to make more and more and more and more and find more and more and more more of those things and uh, then we move on to the next thing that just sort of happens um with our supplies so that's kind of. But I think the theory, my theory on today about how we amass and move stuff or we don't access stuff, but it's okay to bring things in as long as you have um, an equal and balanced outflow. So um, with that, I wish you all the best. Um, Good luck with your supplies, your collection, your hoard, whatever it is. Have fun with it. Bless it. Wrap your arms around it and go make something wonderful. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.